Frenchy. I've got to talk to Sam. The man shrugged elaborately, and she made her way to the table along the back wall, where a very fat man with a gleaming bald head and a tawny mustache looked up from a game of solitaire. Alan asked without preamble, No word from Lucas, Sam? Sam Barker, owner of the gay Paris, was a native of Virginia, and the soft accent of his boyhood still threaded his voice. No, Alan, I ain't heard a word. Barker laid his thick forearms on the table and studied the girl out of a pair of hazel eyes. What he saw was a young woman of eighteen, taller than average, dressed in a worn, cheap brown dress. The shapeless garment, however, failed to conceal the rich curves of her figure. Her face was squarish, dominated by a pair of aquamarine eyes that were large and well-shaped. The structure of her face made a definite, strong, and pleasant contour, often seen in Welsh women. Her hair was dark red and was bound up in braids that formed a corona that gleamed as the lamplight brought out tints of gold. She had a long, composed mouth and a temper that could at once charm a man or chill him to the bones. This was a competence a girl acquired in the French quarter of New Orleans, the manner of a girl raised in rough circumstances. Alan met his gaze and shook her head, saying briefly, I don't think so, Sam. There was a fatalism in her attitude, the reflection of hard lessons and many disappointments. Ah, Alan, you know how Lucas is. Her answer was short, and bitterness lay cold on her voice. Yes, I know how he is. He's run from every possibility that ever came at him. He won't be back this time. Barker tossed his cards down and stood up. She's right about him, he thought. Lucas Rawlings never had any backbone and never will. Aloud, he said, How's your ma? She's dying. The bluntness of the girl's reply caused Barker to blink, and he shook his massive head. No, maybe not, Alan. Maybe not today, but she'll never get better, Sam. She knows she won't live long. Reaching into his vest pocket, the saloon-keeper pulled out some bills. Peeling off a few of them, he shoved them toward the girl. Get the doctor, Alan. Buy some medicine. Reluctantly, Alan took the bills. I... I hate to take this, Sam. I'll pay you back. Barker waved his thick hand, protesting, No problem. He wanted to say something to comfort the girl, but knew that there was little hope. Beth Griffith had been sick for some time. Consumption, the doctor had said. Barker had seen her husband getting more and more nervous, for Lucas Rawlings was not a man one could lean on in a pinch. Barker laid his hand on the girl's shoulder and said in a kindly fashion, Look now, Alan. She was a proud girl, and as her eyes fastened on him, he chose his words carefully. None of us likes to take charity, but you've got to think of your mama. She's going to have a tough time, and I want to help a little. You stay with her, and let me worry about the bills for a little while. All right. Alan Griffith was not a crying young woman, but the unexpected kindness on the part of the saloon-keeper brought tears to her eyes. 
She dashed them away and nodded, saying huskily, Thanks, Sam. Now you better go to your mama, Parker said quickly. Wait, I better go with you. It ain't safe on the streets this late. A touch of grim humor came to the girl's eyes as she said, I'll be safe, Sam. I had to use the gun Lucas gave me. When she related the incident with the two men, he frowned angrily, then smiled. Next time, don't miss. Shoot one of them varmints, and it'll get the rest of them to understand you're serious. After the girl left, Barker sat down, his thoughts moody. When a tall man in the garb of a gambler came up and asked, What's wrong with Alan? Barker clamped his bulldog jaws together, then said, Lucas, he's run out.